Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and you know why I'm here. I love print. I love talking about print. Got another gem of an episode here for you that I'm really excited to share because we dive into luxury spirit packaging, specifically tubes and labels. And I've recently become a huge fan of paperboard tubes and doing foiling and embossing and just making these beautiful tube experiences, especially for luxury spirits. But just before I tell you who my guest is today, if you are anything like me and you love beautiful packaging and you want to create beautiful packaging and you don't know where to start, I want you to check out Print Design Mastery. This is the membership platform where we are teaching graphic designers to be experts in print and packaging design. Head over to printdesignacademy.com or click the link in the description of this podcast to just check that out. We've made it very cost-effective and approachable for people so that they can get in there and just learn how to create these awesome, tangible, printed experiences, whether it's packaging, a beautiful book, a really cool direct mail that you're working on, all of the above, how to navigate this world of print, how to get started in this world of print, and how to create incredible, tangible experiences for brands and the customers that you are doing your design work for. Go check out Print Design Mastery at the link in the description or at printdesignacademy.com. So the guest on today's episode, my guest is Hugo Marquez out of Think Bold Studio out of Portugal. This was an awesome conversation all about luxury packaging. Hugo shares with us his story and how he landed in this world of design and packaging. We also talk about a really cool beer label that was the first one that he ever did and what kind of learning curve that was for him. And then for the deep dive in this episode, we are talking about the Graham's Port paperboard tubes and labels. This is for their 200th anniversary and this tube required some really unique processes in order to create this visual look. Now, obviously you're listening to this and not seeing it, but we've got some pictures going up on Instagram and you can also check out the project at the link in the description that takes you directly to the Hugo um, Hugo's website, Think Bold Studio, and you can check out pictures and images of that project there as well. So that's enough of me talking, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into it. Hit the intro. <laughs> Welcome to the Print Design Podcast, the show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So let's talk ink on paper. Hugo, welcome to the Print Design Podcast. How are you, sir? Thank you, Dave. I'm very well. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. No, I'm excited to get into this because, as I mentioned just before I hit record, I'm fascinated by spirit packaging and, most recently, spirit tubes. And you put these ones out on Instagram, and they are ridiculously awesome. So I really want to understand, for my own selfishness, how they're made, how they came together, um, and I'd love to hear a little bit of backstory about it. So I'm excited to get into this. 
Well, before we maybe before we sure. get into the deep dive, maybe I want to let's get into some of the some of the tougher questions. It's easy to talk about projects, but let's get into some of the tough stuff. Um, sure. So first, tell people about yourself. Who are you? What do you got going on? Right. So my name is Hugo, and I'm the founder and creative director of ThinkPulse Studio, which is a packaging design agency, and we focus in premium packaging design for wines and spirits. We can do other stuff uh, as long as it's premium, but the focus, the niche, would be would be wines and spirits. So, and we're based in Portugal, and we work with clients worldwide. That's awesome. So specifically in wines and wine and spirits, but if it's luxury, you'll tackle it. Luxury, luxury, uh, premium stuff. We 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 do it as well. Yeah, as long as it fits our profile and our style, and uh, it has to be you know quality made and uh, mm-hmm. with a kind of a, a direction into details and, and printing and all that. So it can. It's actually very broad in, in the amount of things we can we can do. Besides wines and spirits, yeah. But as long as it's sort of, but everything that you're creating has an emphasis on those finer details—the quality exactly. materials, quality assembly. Um, you know, no low margin, low budget food packaging or anything Cheap like that. Stuff. It's, it's that exactly. luxury top tier market. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And how long have you been running Think Bold for? Has that been from we started in uh, 2015? Okay. So we're just, uh, we're not new, new to the industry, but, uh, we're, I think we're growing, uh, from year to year with mm-hmm. the amount of work and the amount of number of clients. It's been good. Good. That's good to hear. And what were you doing before you started Think Bold? Like, can you give me sort of a little bit of your origin story, how you landed into this graphic design and packaging world and what led to starting the sure. studio? So my education um, was um, communication design. Mm -hmm. And before the studio, I was actually studying in university. So I just, uh, you know, while I was studying, I was doing some side gigs on the side, working freelance. And then I was just, I I just kind of fell in love with with a specific style Mm -hmm. uh, that I wanted to do for myself. And I started from there, just building portfolio reaching out to, to clients and whenever I had enough traction, enough clients, I just started my own thing. Uh, so the study was just myself in the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we are more people. So we're still small, but, but yeah, we're like five people now. So proper, proper studio. That's awesome. So just a young guy in university, you know, slowly building your portfolio and you start realizing that you love this specific high-end packaging direction. Exactly, and yes. And just with a passion for that, you go in and you roll the dice and create your own studio. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. That's so Because, cool. you know, when, when, well, of course, when you're studying, when you're a design student and you're looking for companies, which I was in that situation as well, mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything that relate, relates with me in terms of uh, what an agency or a studio can accomplish and, and their style. Mm-hmm. Usually you find studios that they do a bit, a bit of everything and they kind of, they don't have a, a concise style, you know, a specific style. So, but I was so deep 
in, in a specific style that I just thought, okay, I'm, I can't find any, any place like that. I just create my own, my own thing. So that's, that's how I think bold was, was created. You thought bold and decided to create an agency. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good exactly. You, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so Hugo, what was your earliest memory of printer packaging? Did you, did you always have this love for packaging of some sort? Do you have an early memory of any printer packaging? Um, well, unfortunately, before when I was kind of studying, was everything was very digital. I think mm-hmm. the printing only came to be when uh, I started in packaging design. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually was one of the reasons was was the printing was the finishes the embosses the foils all that thing all those things that i that i saw online in in images and they were uh, almost everything about wines you know wines and, and spirits i think that's why it kind of drove me to that to that area because uh yes you can do beautiful finishes in a lot of stuff but you see a lot in, in label design and, and boxes and, and, and packaging. So I think, so the, the, the earliest memory was actually, you know, something that we printed ourselves. Uh, it was a, a, a beer label called Black Mama, where I could just go full on, you know, with anything I wanted in terms of finishes, the client gave me creative freedom. So I had all the, I just, I just threw everything there, all the embosses, debosses, foils, varnishes. You know, just I want to do everything. So uh, it was it was actually our first, my first work uh, in, in packaging design. That's great. This was back in 2015. Yeah. Do you have a sample of that labeled on that shelf behind you? Not. Oh, actually, yeah, it is here. Yeah. Black mama. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that looks so cool. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not very common for a craft beer, so I just mm-hmm. made it a bit more premium. That's great. So the customer client says, "Hey, you've got some creative free reign, and you exactly. delivered something on a nice stock with foil, with embossing, with this deep, rich black print." Well, not not even that. They just kind of said, "You know, we don't know what to do here. Just do anything you think uh, will look nice." So it just I just went my own way and and. And all the concept, everything came from mm. from me. So he was, he was happy with it in the end. So <laughs> That's so cool. So with that being sort of your first printed project, um, do, was there a bit, a bit of a learning curve in terms of file setup and layers and how to best achieve a certain result? Definitely. There was, you know, I had no experience in the beginning. So it was just, it was just learning by mistake. And obviously getting the help from the, the printer you know mm-hmm. they, they they would help me if i had any doubt and and even setting up the the files they would help me with that as well so i think the best and i think that applies to to any designer that is starting as well the best teacher would be really ask the guys at the printer they do that every single day so they, they would be the best teachers for you to learn and that's how yes. i i learned about this yeah yeah, and that's one thing I always push and suggest with graphic designers is like build a relationship with a printer. And when you run into roadblocks and questions on little things and you can't get the answer quickly, just ask your printer. Exactly. Yeah. If you have a great relationship, they'll probably help you out. Yeah. And I feel that they, they like to teach as well. You know, they like to show, not show off, but show what they know, you know, instead of always being there in the machines or behind a the computer, they, 
they appreciate that we ask them as well. So that means that we're showing that we trust them as well in the process. Mm-hmm. And generally, if somebody is in the print industry, they love that craft. They love seeing more designers create more yes. print. So if they just if they are wanting that to happen, they just need to help designers along the way. Exactly. Yeah, they like the challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Hugo, what about recently? Have you come across any print or packaging recently that you were really surprised by or that you really enjoyed? Um, uh, for, from ourselves or just in general online? Um, let's go in general. In general. So I really like the folks. I don't know if you know them. Makers and Allies. They're based in California. I really like their, their work. Uh, and uh, recently they had this, this work called Templeton, which it's something that I'm gravitating towards, which is not focusing just on the, on the label, but also on the, on the vessel, on the bottle itself, on the glass. Uh, and they do that very well. They have beautiful examples. So, um, yeah, it's, it, they're an inspiration. Uh, that's where they, I saw the, one of the last things that strike me in terms of packaging was on their mm-hmm. site. So this, this whiskey Templeton, um, it's a beautiful example. Yeah. That's a great one. And so what you're saying is that they're not just focusing on a beautiful label or a beautiful box or, you know, a beautiful tube. It's mm-hmm. where, how do we start from the glass and actually mm-hmm. create exactly. a custom experience with the glass? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I think if you work with glass and also the capsule and the label, if everything is worked uh, as a whole, mm-hmm. then, you know, the end result is going to be much richer uh, visually. Uh, it's, it, it all adds to the experience uh, because you actually, I feel, you know, when you have a beautiful label on an ugly bottle, it just, it, it kills me to see that. But it happens sometimes because obviously yeah. there's, there's, you know, there, there, there's a budget that some clients cannot afford to. So, and, and to have a bespoke bottle or a bespoke uh, closure, it's more yeah. expensive. So I, I understand that, but, uh, but it happens. Yeah. So if you have the, the, the opportunity to, to, create a bottle from scratch and, and a capsule, then mm-hmm. it's, it's a dream for any packaging designer, really. And I guess one of the other potential hurdles that uh, somebody could run into in creating custom glass is like the amount of time to, to test and to prototype and to actually get that manufactured. Like, I have no idea how long that would take, but I imagine it's not a two-week turnaround. No, it, it can take... It can take one year, uh, two years, six months. It really depends a lot on, mm-hmm. on the design itself as well. And and honestly, uh, how busy the, the, the production companies, the manufacturing companies uh, at the time. So, but it is more time consuming. There's a, a lot of touch points to to consider. And when, you, when you're creating a, a glass bottle, I mean, it has to be well done. It's not like a label, you know, if there's a mistake, that's okay. It can, it can go out like that. But if like, if there's leaking on the bottle, if the glass breaks, if it's not stable, I mean, there's, there's more responsibility in, in, in a sense. So, and, uh, and we share that responsibility with the, with the manufacturing facilities. So for sure. 
So would you say that the majority of your clients come to you with a bottle selected or a bottle to work with and you're creating, you know, decoration and packaging for that bottle? Mm-hmm. Right now, and I think we're so lucky, it's like 50-50, you know, half okay. of the clients come because with, with, a, with a full-on brief and they want a bespoke bottle from scratch um, or even a, a kind of a luxury box as well that can also apply you can have really standards you know out of shelf box or you can have a bespoke one so um, in that sense we're very lucky yeah we're having a lot of uh, clients that want something from from like bespoke that's fun you know having full sort of creative control not just of the label and the stock but like right from the bottle itself control everything but you know the liquid product inside exactly exactly yeah Awesome. Um, have you ever been part of a print project that did not turn out as you had hoped, didn't go as planned, um, went sideways somehow? Could you tell us about something like that? Yeah. So that happens, you know, sometimes happens minor things where, for instance, the neck label is not sticking very well or the paper wasn't the ideal paper for the bottle because let's say the bottle has to go on water like some kind of champagne or something mm-hmm. that we have that more or less control sometimes might happen uh, uh, and those are the most common things to, to happen one thing that personally happened to us was a more uh, unique problem which was a, a label that we done for a for a liquor uh, where and I, let's see if I can explain this for people to visualize where we have, uh, so we have the front label and then it's printed in the back as well because mm-hmm. the label wraps around the bottle and we wanted to see like the image through the glass yep. on the back. Yeah, so it's basically a double-sided printed label where you've actually printed on the sticky adhesive side as well exactly. so that you get yes. kind of an effect looking through the bottle. Exactly. So what we didn't realize was, uh, and this was kind of an experiment. We never had, we never done this before. Was how much the glue itself would affect the printing. Uh, so it was all very, uh, like, like stain. It wasn't very uh, defined, you know, the the, the illustration, mm-hmm. very sharp, uh, and that that happened because of the glue. Uh, so we had to experiment different types of printing, different paper. Uh, because the, the 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 paper, the stock itself can have different types of glue, so it was a kind of a experiment process that took us literally three days to print, three days on the printer <laughs> to achieve oh the final result. This was like, oh my gosh! But uh, but in the end, we 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 made it, and uh, and it was uh, a very unique unique label. So, yeah. so the way that this was flagged, did you? place the order and get the finished product to you and then go, Oh no. Or were you at like a press check and you caught this? Yes. So one thing that we do is that we 100% press check everything. We're yeah. overseeing the printing from the beginning to the end. Uh, even if I have to fly to Ireland or to whatever, I have to press check. It's just kind of my obsession with having the things perfect. Uh, so we we were just on you know at the printers and we, we kind of sample print first see how 
how it turns out and if something has to be tweaked if if you want to try different stocks if you want to try different file colors we we have the opportunity to do all that where when we're at the printer yeah that's why we do that yeah and the press check is such a great experience for designers to go to and i always recommend designers go to press checks like the amount of things that you learn at a press check, just having yeah. a conversation with the pressman and hearing all the information and what they're going through, ways to improve the project, like all those sorts of things are great benefits that you get from a press check. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's like it's like going to a, you know, a printing class, really. You're there, you're seeing, you know, hands-on work and uh, and really not you're not not only you're learning, you're kind of getting used to the machines that they have. Well, in our case, we're always printing in the same place. So you get used to the machines, their capabilities, you know, the, the, the skill of the people that is working on the machine, what can you achieve? So uh, overall, in the end, it works out, it translates in a better uh, result, definitely. Mm -hmm. And the other part that I loved hearing about that is that you have a policy of mandatory, like checking press checks. Not only is that, you know, really standing behind your work, but on the business side of things, you know, you're print managing that project so well that of course you're charging for your time and things like that. So you're Mm -hmm. almost making more revenue for the business by mm-hmm. doing that as well versus just sending the files and being hands off. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, but it's, 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 it's kind of secondary because I think what, what the client uh, takes from that in terms of investment, it's, it's much yeah. higher, which is, is, is quality checked, right? It's, it's a 100%. check on, on quality. So, and uh, if the client is happy when he touches the, when he receives the label and he opens the box and he touches the, the the stock and the finishes, then you know it's it's a return on investment really. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so true, so true. You know, being monitoring it that close and keeping an eye on it throughout the process, there's significant value in that because of your experience creating labels and creating exactly. these experiences. Yeah, um, and of course, I always make sure to tell them that I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not there just to see if everything goes bad. I'm there because many things you cannot see digitally in the computer. You know, it's it's not the same thing when you see it live, and it happens more often than not that I'm changing the stock, that I try two or three different stocks to see what works best with with the design that the label has, mm-hmm. that I'm changing the foil colors. So all these, it 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 really. I mean, some you know, it really makes the labels look better in the end. So I, I, I truly believe this, and uh, and so far, I, again, I, I don't think I could have a, a project where I, I wouldn't be overseeing it and, and press check it. Mm-hmm. I just can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to these press checks, are you are you excited? Are you nervous? What's your your totally. feeling going into these? Look, it's like waiting for you know your baby to come out of your baby to come out of the press and you're just super excited to see it of course of course it's like you're it's more it's 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 very magical it never it never warms out i mean i i have the same feeling that i had years ago first time i've been there so it's always kind of a new 
feeling and so always super excited to to see the and i think clients are too because they always say you know make make a small film you know take photos in the printer they else they ask they wish they were there as well and i'm saying they wish because most of our clients are are international so they come yeah. you know and, and i we print the things locally and then ship the labels so yeah. they cannot be present so yeah i feel that their excitement as well they they know it's something special so i'm i'm sure I'm as much excited as they are and it's their product, right? But it's, for me, it's something, I love it. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm fully behind you. I completely agree. Press checks are awesome. They're, they're, every time you go, there's this nervous excitement of like, part of you is like, what did I miss? What did I forget? And then the other part <laughs> of you is just excited to really see this thing that you've been looking at on screen for potentially weeks and months actually exactly. onto paper becoming exactly. a reality like that's such a rewarding and exciting feeling exactly that's exactly what it is yes love it love that policy um so hugo one of the ways that you and i had connected was through instagram when you posted um, i believe it was the grams port tubes is that right mm-hmm. yeah Exactly. And as soon as I saw these, I'm like, I got to I gotta connect with this guy and see if we can do a little deep dive into these tubes. Um, so I'd love to dive into that project and hear a little bit about it, if you're cool with that. Sure. So the client, the client it's, a, it's a wine family based in uh, Oporto, here in Portugal. And it's a city known by, their, by Port Wine. So they have, they have this wine brand called Grams. And they asked us to uh, create a tube and label uh, that would celebrate the, the bicentenary, so the 200 years of the company. Wow. So, well, just just brief, it's like, it puts you like, oh my gosh, really? Because it's such a big thing. They're a famous brand. This is a celebration of 200 years of the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had so much to... Uh, breathe so much to research so much history behind it um, so, and we were super excited about it so uh, the solution that we found for this um, was a, kind of a marble effect on the tubes mm-hmm. and that came the inspiration came from visiting the museum of Graham's so they have a museum in, in, in Oporto and when I was kind of reading through the books, uh, I noticed that, uh, and I, I, I'm actually curious to know why this happened. I, I noticed that there was, you know, in the old books, there was like marveling in the cover itself, in, on the inside, this mm-hmm. kind of marveling effect was very trendy uh, back in time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but everybody was, we, we see this <laughs> a lot in, in books. Uh, so uh, I thought, okay, this is going to be a celebration, kind of a limited edition. So I think we can we can can be bold here. We don't have to kind of, you know, keep a, 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 a formal uh, a look because this this brand is, is kind of a bit formal. Um, and it's like family brand, kind of you know vintage. So we wanted to go a bit outside of that. Like uh, we want the packaging of celebration. So. The starting point was the, the marbling effect. And then I, we just didn't want to, you know, buy or, or kind of 
digitally create marbling. So I thought because uh, harvesting and these kind of you know wineries they have a kind of a handcraft approach to their methods of, of mm-hmm. harvesting the the, the, you know, the grapes and there's still a kind of a, a, a very manual process of mm-hmm. of doing the the harvesting and creating the wine so i thought okay let's let's bring that to the to the design itself so we found uh, and we collaborated with a, with a, with an artist uh, that is uh, expert in doing this marbling effect. So this is totally a manual process. So there's like a, you know, like a, a, a like a, a, a color stock. You can choose any color you want, and then like she kind of put the brushes in, put the brushes in in some you know gold ink or black ink or whatever color it is, and then kind of. Uh, brushes uh in water in a kind of water tank and then there's a whole kind of process of, of creating this it's, it's, it's really very interesting and so she done that a couple of times she showed us different options for kind of how we wanted the pattern to be and from there uh she you know we had the physical marbling we had to uh we had kind of photograph the image. We, we we need this in the computer in the end because you have to put the text. We have obviously to send to the printer, so it had to mm-hmm. be uh, photographed to to be so that the colors were accurate. You know, we had the, the, the exact colors of the physical thing, and and then from there, uh, yeah, from there we kind of created design on top of the marbling uh, pattern. Uh, and then very subtle, uh, we, we, we created the label just with uh, blind emboss, emboss and deboss. Uh, so yeah, in the end we had this, the, the rich effect that, that you can see in the so, tubes. So on these tubes, um, let me just sort of run through the layers and, and make sure I fully understand how these are created. Um, the first question is how many tubes did they actually make? Three. So th- this is this is actually a funny story. We were we were discussing. You know, we, we found kind of the, when we were discussing the, the the visuals for the tubes. The client itself, they said, "Oh, this is all very beautiful. It's so hard to choose one." And and I was like, we "We're like, why do we have to choose one? Why don't we make just two? You know, it's same wine, but two or three different ones." Yeah. And actually, and this is the funniest, it creates more sales because although it's the same wine, people want to take, you know, they buy it for <laughs> the design itself. Something. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. So we had three different colors. I mean, how mm-hmm. many of each color did they actually produce that were for sale for customers? The, the three of them, yeah. This red, yellow, and, and blue. Yeah, so they only, they, made th- they only made three tubes total. Or did they produce some for customers to buy? No, they produced these three for 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 sale, yeah, for customers to buy. So the, you, you can go to the shop and buy the three of them if you want, yeah. Yeah, so did they have like 2,000 red, 2,000 yellow, and exactly, 2,000? Exactly, exactly. Was it 2,000? Yeah. No, no, no. In terms of quantity, I'm not sure right now, but it was... It was much, much more than that because they 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 export worldwide, and oh, wow. I think by now we're talking millions. I mean, they they kind of yeah, they sell a lot. <laughs> wow. Okay, so yeah. the we picked this textured colored stock, and it doesn't look like it's 
um, an actual like paper. It almost looks like a fabric. Is that right? Yeah, no. So the, um, the pattern itself, the craftsmanship of doing the marbling, it's in a, it's in a stock, a paper stock. But okay. then once we had this digitally, uh, and then we, we, we decided the stock to print, we decided to go with a, with a, a frost stock. Yeah. So it's called, it's called frozen paper, which is a, a bit shinier and it just gives a more premium look. And the reason why we chose this stock is that we wanted the, the gold to, you know, to stand out kind of mm-hmm. the gold bits on the, on the marbling. Yeah. So if you, if we were going with, with kind of a, with a matte textured stock, like a cotton, you, you would kind of mute, you muted the colors. So we don't, we didn't want that. We wanted to make them pop. Good point. Therefore we, we went with a kind of frost, uh, stock paper. Yeah. Okay, so you work with this artist, you create this custom marbling for the red, for the yellow, for the blue, and then you guys take a photograph, a high-res photo of each of those results, and mm-hmm. then you bring and build that digitally uh-huh. so that you have the print, then you've got your embossing, you've got your foil stamping, and you build out these layers. Exactly. And then it goes to the printer, and they reproduce that marbling effect in print on a white paper. And mm-hmm. goes through the foiling and embossing and all the other all the other kind of processes. Exactly. exactly. Then it's it's like an offset, a normal normal print process. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Man, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so you should check. There's 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 new colors now for this. They released last year uh, three other tubes, uh, okay. and for me the colors are even nicer now. These these last ones they they released. Are you able to get these in Canada anywhere? Do you know? Uh, much probably yes, but I have to confirm that, but I, I, I would say yes, because they're really everywhere. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I'll, I'll look it up and maybe check their website. Cause I would love to add one of these to the collection and pick one <laughs> of these things up. Um, when you're putting this together and doing all the separations for layers, for your embossing, for your foil, for your print and all that, um, what program are you using to put this all together? Uh, Illustrator. Illustrator. Yeah, we work ninety percent on Illustrator. Yeah, perfect. And when you're working with the printer and you're going through the proofing process, you said that you always go to press checks. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll get to that in a second. But do you do any proofing prior to the press check? Are there hard copies passed back and forth? Um, is it just PDFs back and forth, or how do you proof before you get to that press check? Uh, we actually do it on the day so we can just get there and we have the machine reserved for us and we can yep. say, look, and this actually happened in the case of the, of the label. We, we, we printed in six different stocks and we're like, okay, let's see what's where the blind emboss stands out uh, the most in, in which stock. So, so, and the same thing with the tubes, we, 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 exp- we, we press check like in three different papers uh, and we do it uh, at the time that were there it doesn't have to be before because they can they can do that very very quickly mm-hmm. wow so you're really just sending them the files they're telling you that this is okay with the layers it's all set up okay come on in and we'll start putting this on paper mm-hmm. yeah because you know most of the time it's not it's it's not design changes yeah it's the material that that has to change so they can mm-hmm. very quickly 
you know, swap one paper by another and, and do all those changes. I think the hard part is, is for us to kind of imagine where, what do we think it looks best and kind of try, because there's so many stocks, right? So many variations, so many options mm-hmm. that we have to narrow down to two or three and, and experiment on those and then, yeah, and then sure. take a decision. Okay. Now with the press check on these ones, um, you mentioned you tried a few different stocks. Was this a local vendor producing tubes for you guys or where was this vendor? Yes. In this case, so the funny thing about this and what I love about what we love about as a team about this work is that this was actually very cheap. This is like really like carton tubes, really, really like it's one of the cheapest things you can kind of uh, have in terms of as tubes go, as far as tubes go. But the design itself really, you know, bring the, the kind of the premium look to it and and, and that was the selling point uh so but yeah it was a it was a local vendor yeah and that's the thing with with design and packaging you know design can change the customer's perception on the value of a product even if you used you know inexpensive material to form this carton or to form this tube with the design and the embossing and the foil stamping, some of those premium selections, those premium finishes, it creates this very high brand value, this very high um, value perception for the consumer. Exactly. And clients love that. (laughs) How can we not spend much money and have something beautiful (laughs) and attractive? Yeah. Uh, Exactly. It comes from experience and, and learning these materials and figuring the materials out, right? Exactly, yes. So this was a 200... Uh, anniversary celebration product. Did the customer share any, or are you able to share any, you know, what did the tubes cost to make? What was the return on investment for them to go in this direction? Are you able to share any of that? Uh, well, I can, I can tell you that the tubes were, uh, I don't know, I would say less than a pound, one pound each. It, it, it's really cheap. And of, of, of course, and we're talking about big quantities here. Yeah. And as, you know, as you know, the bigger the quantities, the smaller the price by by unit. Yeah. So so in this case, you know, because the quantities are so are so large, uh, it, it was very cheap to produce. In terms of return on investment, in terms of, of sales, we're not we're not um, we don't know the numbers yet. We we, and it's it's something that we to be honest, we should have asked to the client. We haven't we haven't asked yet. But uh, but I, we know that they're really happy with it because. Uh, this was just for the celebration of the uh, you know celebration of the of, of their anniversary, mm-hmm. and but they had the sales just went up so much that they said okay we we're gonna you know keep this as the as a standard packaging for this brand, and like every couple of years they are doing different colors for the tubes. So, That's and sick. when that happens, we have to we're very you know we're very we're very happy that that I mean it's the best thing that could have happened really. Yeah, and they're telling that basically tells you that it went really well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so from the first sort of meeting with the customer on what your 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 ideas are and what you're looking to create, to holding a finished tube in your hand, what is that timeline? Uh, in this case, uh, because it was kind of such an important uh, project, and we we had a lot to research. We took about four or five months, which is which is a lot, which is a lot. But uh, we had 
time to do it right mm -hmm. so the, the client came came to us before uh, beforehand and, and, and allow us time to to dive into this project so yeah four or five months yeah plus the testing and you know trying out some different yeah. things with the marbling exactly. uh, artist and things like that so okay exactly yeah, yeah. honestly for this kind of caliber of design and customization and and feel it, it doesn't sound like that long to me no no i mean i think the ideation part uh, for me should it should be what you know what should take longer <laughs> because the, the idea is, is one of the most important parts and but as soon as you have that then you're you're good to go then of course it depends a lot right because your idea can can uh, might need to be translated into something very complex in terms of illustrations or can be translated into something very quick to to produce so mm -hmm. it, it, it that's why the time you take to to make to develop a, a packaging it varies a lot yeah that's awesome. That is such a fantastic project. And I'm going to look up where I can find one of those tubes so I can actually hold one in my hand. Um, so great <laughs> work you, on man. that one. Um, just a couple of last questions before we wrap up here, Hugo. What advice, and, and I'm interested to hear your answer on this one because you were that university student who just went for it. Um, but what advice would you give a designer who is new to print or wanting to get started in print or packaging? Um, how would you tell them to get started? What advice would you give them? Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think, you know, most of designers would start like this, which is to make things that they love, that they're inspired for, uh, even if it's, even if it's not, you know, for real clients, just for themselves mm -hmm. or to friends or, and, and communicate with the printer a lot, you know, go to the printer, uh, just explore different stocks, uh, touch physical things when they go to a shop, uh, you know, just waste some time like lo looking at touching and kind of trying to figure out how the, how the labels or how the boxes were produced. I still do that to the day, right? Whenever I go to, in the airport or like a, you know, a supermarket, I'm like touching everything, seeing the materials, touching the textures. So, and you're always learning, you know, there's then you're getting, you're getting inspiration. So mm -hmm. that, that would be my, my biggest advice. I would be curious. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and um, my wife and kids always try and pull me out of the grocery store, you know, as quickly as possible. Cause I'll spend <laughs> so much time just looking at packaging and products and, you know, uh, not really taking not taking it apart there, but in my mind, how did this come together? How was this made? What materials? What processes were put into bringing this to life? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love I'm it. Saying. You can learn so much from just doing that. Yes, yes, and um... awesome. That's right, Hugo. That wraps up all the questions that I have for you. This has been incredible catching up and hearing how these projects were made and how they came together and the ideas behind them and the unique materials behind them. Um, so thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Dave. And all the um, best for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, where can people find out more about you and see your work and find you on social media, that sort of thing? So uh, Instagram or website, Think Bold Studio. And should be easy to, to find a line. Awesome. So if anybody's out there looking to start creating some luxury packaging, we'll put the contact information and the website <laughs> and stuff down in the description of this episode. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. 
All right, everybody, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you are excited about print and packaging and want to learn how to navigate that print and packaging world and how to create those incredible printed experiences up on the shelf in retail or you know, direct mail to people's doors or just a really awesome book that goes out and just does great things for your brand and for your customer, stuff that your friends will be so envious of. You want to learn how to create awesome print like that, then Print Design Mastery is for you. Go to printdesignacademy.com or click the link down in the description of this podcast to find out more, what it costs, what it's all about, what's included, and all that jazz. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.